Hello again, everyone. Welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for Friday, the 3rd of November, 2023. Glorious, delicious Friday. Welcome to it. I am your host. I'll make this as quick and painless as possible as we look at the absurdity of the last 24 hours and get ready for the week in effing review at uh, patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast or DerekHunter.locals.com. God, there's just so much going on. It's enough to make you sick. We're going to get to it as much as we can. First off, I want to talk about... Remember Vice Magazine, Vice News? Oh, they're the rebels. They've got shows on HBO. They're they're their own network. Well, they went bankrupt. The uh, people who ran that place ran it into the ground. I'm sure they got rich in the process. And I remember the first uh, pr- the premiere of Vice News on HBO. I watched it, and I thought, well, this could be something. It's obviously left, but it's it was gritty. It was on the ground. It had stuff to do with the war on terror, and they actually went to places where most media organizations didn't. And then it just slowly settled into typical left-wing bullcrap, lecturing people about how they're not woke enough, and they went bankrupt congratulations to them good on them they took to their uh, twitter account yesterday and tweeted the following thread and this is going to be a more common theme as we go forward in regards to the war in israel against terrorists Uh, there's no ambiguity i'm not going to play the ambiguity game i'm not going to play the both sides game i'm just not interested in that you can play that if you want but I think you're smart enough to not do that. So the war against terrorists and terrorism in Israel. In the United States and in the West, in the Western world, what are you seeing? You are seeing unbridled anti-Semitism. There's no other word. Well, there are other words for it, but those are more appropriate for the Week in Heaven Review. The, you're seeing unbridled... Oh, by the way, who was it that sent me that email? I want to give her a shout out. Bridget. Hey, Bridget. She said that uh, every entire week should include effing swearing. I, you know, I try, I try to keep it clean. I just, I can't very well. Some days, like when you're talking about Alejandro Mayorkas, you got, you got to swear at that fucking guy, don't you? I mean, come on. Don't you just want to, I don't know, smack him upside the head with a dead fish or something? Just, you just look at him and you, you listen to him talk and you go, how did you... How did you get any job, let alone this job? You're such a scumbag. Anyway, uh, Vice News, back to Vice News. They took their Twitter account. You're going to see a lot more of this. Why? Because every time you see a protest, it's pro-Palestinian. It's not pro-Palestinian. Most of the people out there, the college students, the lefties, the hippies, the grunts, oh, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. They don't have a damn clue what a Palestinian is. They don't know the first thing about the... They were like, we need return to Palestine. Well, Palestine was never, uh, never existed. What? Yeah, no, seriously, look it up. Look at uh, the British Empire and then the Ottoman Empire. There was, never was a Palestine. And oh, by the way... You ever think maybe there's a reason that all the other Arab countries in the area say, we ain't taking them, don't even think about sending them here. There's a reason for that. 
They're wildly uneducated. They're completely brainwashed. And they have been violent to every country who has taken them in as refugees, which is why Democrats will be soon pushing for them to come here. But yeah, Egypt, Jordan, even Lebanon, they're like, no, Lebanon was a relatively peaceful place until the late 70s when they took in a group of a bunch of Palestinians. And the place kind of went to hell after that. They moved into Jordan in the late 60s and they tried to kill the king and take over the country there. Like, huh, maybe there's a reason that nobody really likes them, but they are all used or they all use them because they're useful foils. You blame the Jews. You say, oh, the Jews, look at what they're doing to your fellow Arab brothers. Oh, it's an outrage. It's an outrage. Meanwhile, you're robbing your treasury. Your people are dirt poor and you're living like a freaking king. You're hopping on a private jet to go whore in Europe. And you're wearing the traditional garb. This is what Allah commands me to wear. Oh, yes. And then you get on the plane. You're like, take this crap off of me. I got to go get laid. Give me the booze. Well, you can distract people from that reality, and it is a reality, by creating a common enemy, a scapegoat, to find somebody else to blame. It's the Jews' fault. It's the Jews. That's what they do. But nobody wants them. But anyway, in these pro-Palestinian, truly anti-Semitic, anti-Israel um, rallies around the world... The speakers from the stage, this is what's really funny, the speakers from the stage are wildly, rapidly anti-Semitic. The organizers of the events use things like paragliding terrorists as their image. Going, come celebrate. We love our martyrs. Come on, let's come celebrate what's going on over there. Free Palestine. And they always say, well, we need to make, we need to get rid of the colonizers. And then they're going, they're going to recolonize Gaza. Well, wait a second. Are they colonizers or are they not colonizers? When they say they want to get rid of colonizers, they're really just saying they want to exterminate, exterminate Jews. That's what they're doing. But anyway, Vice is trying, along with the rest of the left very soon, to try and find a way to explain away the rabid anti-Semitism you're seeing on college campuses, the rabid anti-Semitism and anti-Americanism, really, that you're seeing in these rallies. They've got, you know, AOC and the gang, Corey Bush, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib. They really just, they would, they would love to exterminate every Jew they can get their hands on. They hate them. They hate them. I mean, they'd kill the Jews that also hate Jews last, but make no mistake, they would wipe out all the Jews. And so the uh, more sensible members of the party who recognize that that's not a particularly effective campaign strategy saying that you're part of a genocidal movement they're looking at it and going we need to find a way to explain away all of this anti-semitism without alienating the anti-semites see these are democrat voters they agree with this sentiment they just can't come out and say it but so they can't denounce them either that's why in the white house you know, is asked about anti-Semitism, they go, well, Islamophobia and uh, phobia against those perceived to be Muslim is wrong. You're like, that's, that's not the question. That's why Kamala Harris can release a video announcing anti-Islamophobia measures from this administration. And you go, well, wait a second. Could you 
could you point out some Islamophobia? Is there any Islam? You got any Islamophobia to point to? Because they're attacking Jews left and right, right? The Jews get more than half the hate crimes in this country. They're victims of more than half the hate crimes, and they're like 2% of the population, right? There are more Muslims than there are Jews, and there's like one, I don't know, 20th, the so-called hate crimes against Muslims. So where is this scourge of Islamophobia? I'd like to see it. I was in Dearborn, Michigan just last Thursday, went to eat at my favorite Lebanese restaurant. I saw a couple of stores. One was like called Modern Hijab. I asked my wife if she wanted to stop and get a hijab. The mannequins were all dressed up in hijabs and she laughed. And I said, you know, we should uh, open up a store like uh, Modern Burka or something like that. But it, uh, I didn't see anybody living in fear there. Not at all. Nobody in Dearborn was living in fear there. It's so weird. It's got the highest concentration of Lebanese people outside of Lebanon, the highest concentration of Muslims in the country. And yet there was nobody living in fear. My waitress did not cower as we walked in thinking, oh, my God, the Klan has arrived. It's weird. It's weird. But the White House is on it, so don't worry. They'll protect people from things that don't. They're very good. The White House has announced they have a 100% success rate for protecting American citizens against rabid unicorn attacks. So they've got that going for them. Anyway, Vice News, I've put this off long enough, I think. Vice News tweets out the following. <clears throat> Neo-Nazis are showing up at pro-Palestine protests in an attempt to push anti-Jewish conspiracy theories and tropes into the mainstream. Here's what you need to know about them. Now, I I think I might go off on this at the uh, Weekend Effin' Review a little bit more uh, colorfully, but don't you love the framing of this? No, the neo-Nazis are showing up. The neo now, of course, in the left-wing world, neo-Nazis are right-wingers. I've covered this countless times where somehow in the progressive mindset, the progressive mindset, which wants an all-powerful government and ever-expanding government, the further you go left, the bigger government gets. And realistically, the further you go right, the smaller government gets. But somehow the neo-Nazis, the National Socialist German Workers Party and its adherents, its disciples to this day, they go down the smaller government side and then suddenly there's a giant hiccup where everything, government just becomes giant again. That's that's where the neo-Nazis live. And then it uh, shrinks again. It shrinks back down. Like, huh, no, the Nazis are of the left. Totalitarianism, all forms of totalitarianism is of the left, that's just how the world works. I'll look on the TV. There's a bunch of idiots in Durham, North Carolina, blocking the road. Send in the snowplows. Get them up to about 80. I don't even know what they're protesting. Just I just have no sympathy for anybody who does that. But uh, they say, no, it's, it's not the protesters. It's not the pro-Palestinian people who hate the Jews. It's Jew haters that are coming in. And they're trying to hijack this, this otherwise lovely organization. It says the presence of these groups, like the white nationalists and anti-Semitic National Justice Party, I have no idea who that is, at protests shouldn't be seen as an indication that there's some ideological kinship between them and the wider pro-Palestine movement. There actually is kinship. They all fucking hate Jews. 
<laughs> right there you go they hate the jews that's that's the kinship that's the, what it boils down to i'll get more into this because i i already can tell i'm not going to be able to not swear i'll get more into this in the weekend effing and review tomorrow so you can spare yourself hearing it apologies to those who are offended if you want to hear it if you want to give the weekend f and review a shot email me with a w i r f or no wait d w i f r in the subject line and i'll email you a copy of it tomorrow and you can check it out at your leisure but it's just hilarious that they're trying to say no no no, no. the people who are chanting death to Israel and let's exterminate all the Jews aren't anti-Semites. There are anti-Semites who are showing up and they're mixing in with people. Really, every single person is chanting for the genocide of the Jews. It's not... If you watch any of the footage from these protests, there's nobody going, wait a second, I don't, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. What are you going to do with all the Jews there? And having that epiphany going, oh my God, they actually want to kill all of them. No, nobody has that realization. They should, but they're not that bright, these people. They're blinded by their hatred and their wild ignorance. Just kind of fine uh, to me that these these people are uh, trying to say, no, 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 we've been infiltrated. The organizers of the events are the ones spewing anti-Semitism. The organizers of the events, the tenured participants of the events are the ones that are saying they got boners when the Jews were slaughtered on October 7th. Oh, I felt exhilarated. It was wonderful. Like, yeah, no, 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 no. Wait, what? We're not being anti-Semitic at all. I've been misunderstood. I've been mis... You misinterpreted what I was saying. You said it in English. You said it on camera. You said it into a microphone to a cheering throng of drooling bloodthirsty, mutant, monster, leftist, rabid, anti-Semite, anti-American people. How could we possibly have misinterpreted that? They're insisting. Of course, I told you this. I told you this, that it would take about a week, and it started after about a week, and now it continues. The left is trying to distance itself from Israel. They feel as though they have made enough statements of outrage they have expressed enough support that the president of the united states through his spokesman john kirby because corinne jean pierre can't be trusted you ever notice when it's something serious they bring in john kirby when it's not serious they put corinne jean pierre out there you talk about tokenism look we have the black lesbian out there but she's an idiot so she only got the job because she's a black lesbian but when there's something serious going on in the world, we're going to put out John Kirby, retired admiral, to, uh, to lie to you. And so he's out there and he said that Joe Biden would veto an Israeli military aid package that was just for Israel. He wants it coupled with Ukraine. Now, what's funny is there's never been a veto threat about a Ukraine-only aid package bill. Just never has been. Why is that? Well, because there's no way in hell that Joe Biden would ever veto that. See, Joe Biden gets his beak wet through the Ukraine money. There's no apparatus set up. There's no infrastructure set up. Hunter hasn't had the time. and It'd be too difficult with this kind of scrutiny to send Hunter or any of the Biden brothers over there to set up some kind of shell corporation to get their beak wet for Israeli aid, which is why 
Israel is under the biggest threat right now. And most of the money that Joe Biden has asked for, more than half, is for Ukraine. It's, it, there's, there's a reason for that. And it's good old Joe getting his, uh, quote, loan repayment back from his brother. Things like that. But I told you that it wouldn't take long for that support, that unequivocal support, to start to fade. And it's always the left that does it. They have no resolve except for that which is for their agenda. Agenda Uberalis said in its original German on purpose. If you remember after 9-11 on September 11th, that evening, members of Congress from both parties gathered on the steps of the United States Capitol and spontaneously, and it was truly a spontaneous event, saying, God bless America. They wanted to show, they wanted to give the middle finger to the terrorists and say, we are not going to be kowtowed. And they broke out in God bless America. And they all sung it. There was nobody over there saying, wait a second, we shouldn't, we're alienating uh, atheists by mentioning God. There was none of that. They all uniformly sang God bless America with tears in their eyes, with tears in my eyes, watching it happen. Then about two weeks after that, started with the what did we do to deserve that we should really figure out why it is they're saying they're mad at us because we have bases in saudi arabia maybe they're not wrong we have been using the middle east we blah blah and they started rationalizing they started explaining it away well they're starting that crap again senator chris murphy of connecticut twitter my new Gaza statement, quote, it's time for Israel's friends to recognize that the current approach is causing an unacceptable level of civilian harm and does not appear likely to achieve the goal of ending the threat from Hamas. I urge Israel to immediately reconsider its approach. We're going to see the president of the United States has already at a private fundraiser in response to a tranny who works for George Soros, yelling at him about all oh, the plight of the people and we need a ceasefire, saying that he does support a ceasefire. There is no ceasefire. These people, I love it. They're using human, you're killing innocent civilians. Well, Hamas is using them as human shields. They live there, they have nowhere to go. Then why are they duct taped to these people? All right. Why won't Hamas let these people move away from where Hamas is? They're locating themselves in these populations. Well, you don't understand. It's not. It's wrong. What about the civilian deaths? Hamas literally targets civilians. Israel does everything they can to not target civilians. Yet there is no outrage from these anti-Semitic little Nazi fucks when the the terrorists kill civilians. That's who they target. They didn't have the balls to go after an Israeli military base. They went after civilians in a kibbutz, in a music concert, all in just neighborhoods. Never forget that the American left, the progressive left in this country, on October 8th, were out in the streets of this country and in Western capitals around the world defending the terrorists there was they were protesting israel they were protesting against israel's response on october 8th israel had not responded it would be quite a while actually before israel really seriously 
responded. But they took to the streets <coughs> to support the Palestinians, to support Hamas, and condemn Israel for a response that had not happened yet. The dead were Israeli civilians. And they cheered that on college campuses. And they condemned Israel for something it hadn't done without condemning Hamas for something that it did. They celebrated Hamas for something that they did. That's who the left is. So no matter how many tweets Vice News puts out or how many different statements Chris Murphy puts out or the White House promises and Joe Biden promises he's going to support a ceasefire in private fundraisers, make no mistake about it. These people hate Jews. It's just that simple. Some of them are better at hiding it than others. And I don't understand it. I don't really know what Jews could have done to anyone. There aren't really enough of them. There are barely enough of them. You can't even create two New Yorks with all the Jews in the world. There's like 16 million Jews in the whole world. There's a billion Muslims. And they're sitting there going, there's a genocide. They're trying to commit genocide. It's been 75 years. Israel really sucks at genocide if they're trying to commit a genocide. But there is one side that is promising genocide. It's in their ch- it's what they're doing and it ain't the Jews. It's just not. So it's really weird. You watch this stuff change. The Washington Post just yesterday, their fact checker Glenn Kessler had this piece, Biden's dismissal of the reported Palestinian death toll. You got to love this. It's a Biden quote at the top from October 25th says, I have no notion that the Palestinians are telling the truth about how many people are killed. I'm sure innocent people have been killed, and that's the price of waging a war. I have no confidence in the numbers that the Palestinian groups are using. Why? Because they say, well, they blew up a hospital, and they killed 200 people. No, they killed 300 people. No, they killed 500 people. Like, well, where's the hospital? It should be, like, it's the most densely populated hospital ever. Now, okay, there was a fire in the parking lot. But everybody was in the parking lot when there was a fire, apparently. They, they brought people in from other neighborhoods to the, uh, to the hospital parking lot, adjacent to the parking lot, adjacent to the hospital. They're so full of crap. They just make the numbers up. And reporters in this country are so lazy and so anti-Semitic that they just regurgitate them. So the Washington Post goes into it and says, hey, we don't really know. Hamas's numbers have been pretty accurate so far. They base that on the U.N. verifying them, which the U.N. doesn't send people in there either. So it doesn't really matter. And it says how the hospital blast deaths were reported. Around 7 p.m. local time on October 17th, an explosion occurred at the Alahi Hospital about an hour and a half later, the Gaza Health Ministry reported on its Facebook page that Israel had targeted the hospital. Lie. The source of the explosion remains unclear. You gotta love the Washington Post. Jeff Bezos, how do you how do you live with yourself? I mean, you ugh, maybe maybe your uh, fiance is double jointed or something. I don't know. 
A Washington Post visual investigation found that the damage was not consistent with an airstrike and probably not consistent with an artillery shell, but reporters could not conclusively determine the cause. Israel has denied responsibility and blamed an errant Palestinian rocket. It's really, this is like, uh, forget Tokyo Rose, this is Gaza Rose. But almost immediately after the attack, about two hours, news organizations began to report that a ministry spokesman said 500 people were killed. The speed of the estimate called into question its accuracy. Gee, you think? You think? <laughs> An hour later, the ministry said most of the dead were women and children. Subsequent posts referred to a massacre. But it was not until the next day, about 23 hours after the explosion, that the ministry posted an official death count of seven, 471 dead. Yet the very first reports in Arabic that were attributed to the health minister spokesman referred to 500 victims, using the Arabic word suggesting casualties, which could include those injured. Go on and go on. You just see the crap. He's, he's making it up. He's making up excuses. And his conclusion says the initial reports of the hospital strike attributed to the ministry do give pause, however. Two hours is too soon to count 500 casualties, even if not all are dead. And one could be skeptical about the fact that the final count came so close to the initial estimate. What final count? They said, no, seriously, 500. And they said, all right, well, I guess if they said seriously. But Biden was not asked about the hospital strike. He was asked about the aggregate number which then stood at 6,000. A week later, the reported figure has risen by 2,000. With the numbers so large, whether a particular incident killed 300 or 500 people seems less relevant. Don't you just love a so-called journalist saying, look, the facts are kind of less relevant. That concludes, the president could have noted that, based on previous Israel-Hamas wars, about one-third of the deaths were likely to be combatants, but likely swept away all uh, the numbers as not credible. That's his opinion, but it's remarkably uninformed by history and precedent. Yes, God forbid that uh, somebody, I don't know, fact-check or even be slightly skeptical of the terrorist army and the Jew-hating army giving people numbers. you got to love this crap. This is the left. It is November 3rd, three weeks ago, October 7th. Three weeks, and they're completely done with Jews. Stop fighting back. Don't worry about it. You're hurting too many civilians, even though Hamas is deliberately targeting civilians. The United States is thanking Qatar, Qatar whatever, for helping facilitate the release of some American hostages. Meanwhile, that is where the Hamas leaders are. If we're opposed to terrorism and we had a president with balls, he would send in a military brigade. I don't even care. We'll tell the government, look, we're coming in. If anybody so much as throws a firecracker at these American soldiers, we're going to obliterate you. We're coming in strong. We're coming in hot. We're coming in with our best. We're going right to the luxury hotel where these Hamas pieces of crap are, and we're going to arrest them. We're going to arrest them. We're going to take, or we're going to kill them, better yet. But uh, it'll be funny. We love death. Why do you fight so hard to get away from it? But we know where the Hamas leadership is. It's right there. 
and we're thanking the country that is housing the Hamas leadership. You're like, what the hell is wrong with these people? And you, it all comes back to, oh yeah, they, they don't like Jews. They don't like you. They don't like anybody. They don't like anybody. They're bad people, ladies and gentlemen. Lastly today, I just want to leave you with this. Is you want to give an example of how bad these people are and how pathetic these people are and how they're working like dogs, the progressives, to make sure that, well, they don't lose sight of what's important to them. They do not. The uh, New York Post, dozens of famous bird species will lose their na- familiar names in the coming months and years as part of a nationwide effort to eliminate monikers, quote, clouded by racism and to diversify bird watching. God, this is like the attempt to make sure that national parks were more welcoming to black people. How? What do you? There's a tree. There's a tree. There's a tree. There's a bush. There's a moose. Like, they don't care. The American Ornithological Society, which is responsible for standardizing English bird names across the Americas, announced plans Wednesday to ditch any bird classifications derived from a person's name, instead identifying them by their physical traits or their habitats. Although not all fowl named after people are linked to unsavory histories, the undertaking mainly aims to purge names connected to racism, misogyny, and genocide, they said. Birds with names, quote, deemed offensive and exclusionary will also be rechristened. God, these people, I mean, what, what birds are they? Exclusionary naming conventions developed in the 1800s, clouded by racism and misogyny, don't work for us today. And the time has come for us to transform this process and redirect the focus uh, to the birds where it belongs, said a spokesman, uh, let's see, the executive director of the American Ornithological Society and CEO Judith Scarl, Ph.D. She just sound, If she includes the Ph.D., she sounds insufferable. That means that the Audubon's Shearwater, a seabird native to southeastern United States, will no longer be linked to John James Audubon, the founder of the eponymous New York City building community, and slave owner who opposed abolition. I had no idea. It's amazing to me that the most historically illiterate people and groups of people, now if you want to say we're offended on behalf of black people that this guy who you never heard of, except for his last name, he was once a slave owner. Long before you or anybody you ever know was alive. He's long since dead, but he was a slave owner. And don't worry, to protect you, we're going to make sure that we don't have stuff named after him anymore. Like, oh, okay, there you go. And then you go, but uh, we're not going to do a damn thing to try and teach the kids in Baltimore how to read or do math. No, we're not going to help the black kids in Chicago read or do math. None of that stuff. But make sure to know that we will do everything we can to make sure you are not offended by things you would never have been offended about in a 100 million years. Because we look out for you. Don't forget to vote for Democrats. Uh, just look for the D. Well, we'll show you what a D looks. You can't figure out what a D is. You probably don't recognize a D. We'll just look for the donk here. Look for the picture of Kennedy. And uh, the only, actually, the only word that they bother to teach people in the Democrat-controlled cities how to read is D and Democrat so they know how to vote. To continue their own destruction. Uh, progress. 
or progressives or whatever. Anyway, that is enough for today. This is enough for this week, except for the week in effing review. Patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast or DerekHunter.Locals.com. Check it out, won't you? Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Stay warm. Have fun. See you soon.